All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Be Bodega podcast. With me is, as always, is Eric. Eric, say hello. Hi. <laughs> All right, that's going to be his thing. So always look out for that. Hi. Has a thing. I want that to be mine. That'll be. And I was doing this way before anyone else was. This was introduced <laughs> by my friend Eric. I get Back in 2004. All right. And also with us today is our very special guest, DJ G Funk. Say hello. What's up, Bodega? Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Well, happy to have you. So just so everybody knows, if anybody heard the first episode, uh, Eric and I have been uh, best friends for 30 years. And uh, Gilbert, DJ G Funk, is actually not that far behind. 28 years we've known each other. And um, the focus on this play, on this podcast will actually be hip-hop that he was so kind enough to uh, to throw a mix for us down. And uh, that'll be the featured uh, mix for uh, this podcast uh, once we're done with this podcast. We've actually made things a little bit easier. Uh, immediately after the podcast, you could go straight to the mix. It'll actually be along with the podcast. It'll read um, that it's the mix for this podcast. So... Once you you go to Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or whatever a platform you use, you'll actually be able to click right to the mix immediately after. So, Gilbert, what's up? Not much, man. You know, living, living, L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, before we get started, I'm sorry, Gil, I don't mean to interrupt you. The last show, you introduced me as your A1 from day one. You Does are? that mean I'm the steak sauce to your meat? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, Carlos? That means you've been, you've been my friend since day one, Eric. Carlos? Did we lose him? No. Oh, boy. I, I think you lost him at meat. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> People get offended. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so now that it's established that you're my uh, steak sauce to my meat. Uh, so, Gilbert, so you put this mix for us together. And uh, you actually took it a step further. You actually took some of the songs that we had in our uh, inaugural playlist and you blended them with more more current hip-hop songs. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to take, you know, incorporate some of the songs that were in your dad's, uh, your, tri your dad's tribute playlist and, um, and really just show the new spin on it, you know, that hip-hop put uh, to it and just uh, give some other classic, you know, soul songs as well. Um, and it's always kind of cool to see. It's a mix that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And really, I mean, I, I cut it down to half an hour just to kind of, you know, make it easy for everybody to digest. But, I mean, I could you could spend those things for two hours. So. Yeah, you, you <laughs> packed in a lot in, that, in those 30 minutes. Yeah, well, it's funny. It was 30 minutes, yeah, it was 30 minutes. And I, I think it was like 34 songs I, put, I packed in, in those 30 minutes. So, yeah, no, um, that was pretty it was cool. cool. It was fun. Yeah. Now, is this the usual stuff you do? And I, I know you have like several places where you DJ, popular places in Miami and, and Broward. Is this the kind of music you usually play? Um, sometimes it depends on on the on the crowd. Uh, you know, it'll be some early stuff. You know, obviously, like you know, today what like it takes two. Right? You know, you know, it's you know, it's a throwback. Everybody, it'll it'll get the party jumping every at at, at any time really. But um, some of those I want I wouldn't. I used to do. Um, whenever it's like a, either like a hip hop crowd or an R and B centric crowd, I'll I'll throw some of those originals and then come in and, and mix the, the new versions of them. But uh, but yeah, those are those are for people that like to kind of you know dig in the crates and, and see where some of this stuff came from. So 
Yeah, no, do, that, do it, you find that the, I'm sorry. Do no. you find that the, the crowd reacts to that when you throw in not not necessarily the 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 old versions, you know, but the the sample versions, right? Like do yeah. people react I mean, to that? I think I think some of the reaction they'll get is from like, you know, when they don't hear it kind of coming. So it's like, you know, when like a uh, perfect example, it would be like the, the, the thousand dances. And it's like, you know, it's a fast, like old 50s rock song where it's not nah, 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 nah. and then all of a sudden I cut in I need Kamozi hot stepper and they're like, holy crap, that's where they got that from. You know what I mean? So those are kind of cool, um, which I didn't even th- I didn't even know that that one. I did some research on it. And and I was like, no way that that's where they got that sample from, you know. So uh, those those tend to be eye opening for some of the crowds sometimes. I also think Gilbert does it. That's how you spot the guy that's too old to be in the club. Is he'll throw in that mix. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If, that, if, 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 if I play if I play a uh, you know a thousand uh, a song with a thousand dances, whatever that is, and somebody starts doing the mashed potato, then I instantly kick them out of the club. Or or like. <laughs> Or like Eric called me out in the last podcast, the people that listen, the people that watch Dirty Dancing, they'll know that song. But oh man, what you guys? I have, I have a dirty and the dance. I have a dirty secret. You know, I've never seen Dirty Dancing yet. You're not, not, a, not in its entirety. Anyway. No, you you don't need to. You're all right. It, it's such a strange movie, man. I don't. It's like at the end, it, everything just turns out right because Patrick Swayze comes back, comes back and has a final dance. With Jennifer Grey, and yeah. he tells her dad yeah. that nobody puts her in a corner. Yeah. So I don't know if Jennifer Grey was the hero or Patrick Swayze was. It's was so, <laughs> weird. Swayze's a so man. weird. Well, this is now the second podcast that we talk about Dirty Dancing. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Swayze, man. Sorry, that's <laughs> no. my fault. No, dude, that's all right. So as I mentioned, you know, Eric and I met in 1990. Uh, Gilbert and I met in 1992. Uh, yep. You know, that's. Back then, we were cool as shit. We used to wear cross colors, Stussy. Uh, I think people were, we were still wearing clothes backwards. Still, still wear Stussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because it came back. What is it, Francis Jabra? Is it, am I saying that right? The baggy jeans, Francis Jabra? Yeah. yeah. I did love cross colors. I don't know why. I think I just like bright colors. <laughs> I mean, to this day, like my apartment, it, it, it looks like a cross color. I actually, I, so I, 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 so I'll never forget. So my first day of school, uh, it was, it Gilbert. I mean Gilbert, Eric. I don't know if you remember. I had my green cross color jeans on, mm-hmm. and then I had the the. Uh, it was like a hooded sweat. It wasn't a sweatshirt, but it was a long sleeve tee with a with a hood, a cross color hood, and then. Uh, Is it the one that had the? Uh, it wasn't the one that had the, the what were those twins? Because it's a make it 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 and we definitely dressed apart. Gilbert looked like when I first met Gilbert, he looked like he came out of a boys to men video. He, yeah. he used to have like the, you know, the sleeveless sweater. Uh, dude, what was it that, that I'll never forget? So you you were dressed to the nines the first day of high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I had uh, I had the the overalls um, and I had the one strapped down. And then I had uh, I had I had Orete, rest in peace. Um, he actually designed. Um, a bunch okay. of, yeah, uh, he actually did your tattoo, right? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had him to sign um, a bunch of, so I had like the, Bull, you know, I was a, growing up, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. So I had the Bulls logo on one leg. Uh, I forgot what else. I think uh, the, the Chicago White Sox at the time had gotten that new logo that, you know, like the, the socks on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I put that on. I, th- I think it said Gil on, on my chest. <laughs> God, I was like, okay, I you have it on your back. Uh, no, it has the, the little thing in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man. But did, did you have your did you have your beeper in the pocket of the of the overalls, like in the front pocket, uh, I mean, or on the bill of your hat, the bill of your hat? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, didn't, I never had that. No, was that... It was kind of cool what brought us together because I the only reason I started going to Coral Park was because of Hurricane Andrew back in '92. I was at at, a, at another school and I had to move in with my grandmother, and that's how you and I became friends. Because when we first met, there was there was a bit of dislike. <laughs> I was, I was, I was with. I guess we were older, like fourteen and thirteen or something like that. No, no well, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert was older because he was a senior. Well, he came later. Yeah, and, and that was a difficult friendship too. <laughs> Someone didn't like me either. Oh, you. <laughs> There's one common denominator amongst all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for Carlos, we wouldn't be friends now. Yeah. So, for sure. Thank you, Carlos. Hey. That's what I'm here for. No, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, Gilbert and I hit it off the first day of school. Yeah. Like immediately. And then, uh, and so I always say that part of his high school diploma belongs to me just because, so we had art class together and <laughs> Gil, so, so I used to draw like Gilbert shit. The problem is they wanted him to be part of the art honor society because of his artwork. <laughs> so, but he always said, "No, I have football practice. I can't make it to the meeting." Going back to like just how we met too, I think one of the things like after we kind of settled, I think you did good by keeping us apart for a while, and then kind of like that was Gilbert, that was at Gilbert's request. This was <laughs> this was so this is how it would go down. It was like Gilbert would call me, "Hey, you want to play basketball? Yeah, you're not going to bring your friend, are you?" That and then. <laughs> But one of the things that early on it was music that brought us together because I don't know if you guys remember that we would go to Lester's house and just hang out and and he was a DJ. He was like the the big party DJ for the high school that they throw like little events and stuff like that, house parties and clubs too. For some reason they were giving high school kids clubs in the Grove or or in the beach. Do you remember that? Like how did those guys like the Darios and 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 who else? Like they just throw parties yeah. everywhere. Dude, and he was he was always the chosen DJ. But that's how we we kind of started just like go going over to his house to listen to music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would DJ for us, and all it was like an all day. We play basketball. Let's listen to some music, and yeah. and that's kind of like what we started, you know, kind of expanding because that's that's when I got into like the whole Erasure, yeah. um, New Order stuff, kind of during that era. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's it's funny because another. So I remember when Eric first got his car, and then so well, I'll tell you, the, yeah, that wasn't even the oh car. Oh my god, my first car's name was named Sarah. Yeah, and the second one, and the second one. Jesus Christ, Carlos. <laughs> well, no. So what is it with you and Sarah? <laughs> so well, what what makes what makes it funny? is I was pulling up, uh, you know, like, what were the relevant songs in 1992? And Rumshaker 
came out by Rex and Effect. Yes. So, well, what made it funny is there was only two tapes in Eric's car, and that was one of them. And that's all we would listen to. And back then, we like it, it's not like what. It would get stuck. Yeah. Remember, like, yeah. I was stuck in for a while, and then Alice and Chains was stuck. In yeah. Well, what made it funny was the fact that I mean, and it's not like we had the full album. It was we had like the maxi cassette single that you would buy for three bucks at the at the music shop, and I mean, it it was I had more cassette singles than I actually had full records. What's up? No, sorry, you just drifted out for a second. Oh no! That what I was saying is that we would buy these these uh, maxi single tapes and that's because there were three dollars a piece and so it would come with the actual single and then like a b-side and that's that's all we had money for so that's all we would buy so i remember like i used to have this uh case logic uh, cassette holder and i never had full full cassettes they were all maxi singles and then we like i think for an entire year that's all we heard was rum shaker and allison chains in, in, <laughs> And never forget that one girl wearing the bandana in the video. She was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to so Gilbert said he was the biggest Michael Jordan fan, but then I remember like a, a few months later he would wear Nets hats because Kenny Anderson was then your favorite player. Kenny Anderson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. I, I I for some reason like I I became a Georgia Tech fan for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> So I don't know how the heck I, I ended up liking the, the, the Georgia Tech for some reason, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how the how you ended up getting overalls that were uh, the, all designed with your name on it. But and man, that's kind of cool. And they're back. I know. I, I've never been able to uh, pull off overalls, man. But they look to be like really comfortable. Do you wear underwear? <laughs> when you put on overalls like. You do right because you don't yeah. want to leave the P marks, right? Well, that I mean, and I, I mean, can you just, going commando on that? Like, just seems awkward. But you know, you know what was awkward though, right? Is when you have to take a piss, you have to take the whole thing off and like unbutton <laughs> the sides, and then the shit's fall. Yeah, you're like yeah. sometimes you're like a little kid with their pants all the way down, taking a piss in a, ur in a urinal because they didn't have zippers. The they didn't off. have on the pants. No, they didn't have like no. a front zipper. No. Oh wow! I'd never be able to do that. Dude, how could you imagine standing in the stall and your, your closest ankle? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I look like a three-year-old. That's awesome. Yeah, but but did you, you remember what was also in style back then? Is people will wear boxers as shorts. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And those stupid Mickey Mouse hats with the M on them that everybody had. Yeah. Oh my God, that was terrible. And we would shave our lips. Yeah, we would. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah I, remember, I remember. I the first time I ever did that because you know. I've always had nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. So after school, I went home, I shaved my legs, and then I had to go to work. I worked at Gail's Christmas shop. So <laughs> I had to wear khakis. Dude. And when I put those khakis oh on, I couldn't walk because just the feel of the pants hitting my skin, it was my senses were overwhelmed. And I had to spend that entire day like kind of adjusting myself so the pants wouldn't touch my legs. It was the like, I'll never forget that. I was like, what is this? I can't take this. The, be the better question is, did you use your mom's shaver? 
No, no, I used one that I had because I, 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 I think I was already shaving my face by that time, so it was one of mine. Yeah. It was just, it was just one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made, man. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing more hip hop than shaving your legs, so for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, it was, it was good. That you know, in the in the first podcast, we were talking about how, uh, like, how nostalgic music is, and and that that was the cool thing about doing the first playlist because. It, you know, reminded me about my old man. And then um, while I'm reading this, you know, this era of hip hop reminded me of two things. Us growing up, you know, in, in the early 90s, um, or not growing up but in high school in the early 90s. And then what this era of hip hop reminds me a lot is, and unfortunately, Eric, you missed out on this, was when we lived in Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that back because that's where you guys started DJing. And really jumped into the music scene. Yes. Both of you came back DJs yep. from Gainesville. Well, I, it's I didn't have my own equipment. I would just use Gilbert's shit when he wasn't in his room. <laughs> but but you were doing stuff because I remember when you came back down, you were doing something with 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 a kid down here. Oh yeah. And you were you were you you knew what you were doing. Well, at least you pretended. I don't know. No, that it's you all it's all in the look, bro. It's all like, it's like like DJs now. Just as long as you have your head tilted and use your fucking turning knobs. No, I'm joking, dude. That that's, but you know, it, it was hard hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. That's that's all we were surrounded by. I mean, so you know, with Brant, him always DJing and practicing, and and all of us. I mean, everybody in that house in our house worked at the same club, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd have. And that people, was the explosion of the breakbeats too. Of yeah, the, the, the yeah, yeah, the electro. Our, our, another buddy of ours, of ours, Marcel, today sent me a link to YouTube for Merlin Spellbound. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, he sent. He sent it to you. Came back playing the breaks, and this was like that, like my my uh, what is it, second renaissance to the music we listened to last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah. so well, what made it good, like I said, so we had. We had all that around us, and then you know, AJ, who promoted all the, you know, all the nights in the club, you know, he'd bring people like DJ Craze, and then like you know, we just it, it was constant, you know. So we, and then the, at that time, like hip hop was booming. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it was not only not only more, you know, you had the popular main, mainstream shit, but a lot of the underground stuff, like you know, big get well, big, big L. <laughs> Yeah, but you had like Big L uh, digging in the crates, like beat nuts and all that. Like all that, that was that was a really awesome era or a really awesome period in, in music, all the time, consistently. Yeah, all the stuff with, with rock is too, like you know Black Star and all that. Um, yeah. The Lyricist Lounge, like all that, all that. Feral Munch, like that was all around that that time that we were at Gainesville. Yeah, and then looking for mixtapes all the time, and then I I remember when we would be on break or come down to Miami. Like I'd go with Gilbert to the to car jewels. Remember? So you can car buy, so you can buy records. Y&T's. Y&T. Y&T. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so that, that was cool. Uncle Sam. We can't forget Uncle Sam either. No, I'll, yeah. I'll never go with you guys to Uncle Sam again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. There were free piercings. There was not free piercings. <laughs> there was never free piercings. But if you walked around the squirrel, Long enough. <laughs> yeah, it was that. This was you guys would disappear, and then I'd be looking at 
CDs. And then, all right, Carlos, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And all of a sudden, Eric, what? Did you have two extra piercings? Yeah, if you go to the back, they're free. No, bitch, no, they weren't. They weren't fucking free. <laughs> no, man, so, I mean, I lo- like, a lot of what inspired just the idea of this podcast was, uh, you know, the majority of our childhood, it, it, it was, music was always at the center of it, you know? It yeah. didn't matter what phase of our, you know, of our age uh, we were in, it was, music was always a part of it. Because, I mean, shit, almost everybody we know is is involved in music somehow, some way. And then, like I said, Gainesville, the time that we were there, not only with with all the raves and, and, and you know, the Miami breaks, but the hip-hop scene was huge. And we were in a club all the time. You know, and then we had all these DJs that would stay in our house, sleep on our couch, on our dining room table. <laughs> well, that was crazy, yeah. actually, right? The yeah. I mean, dude, there was times that we had like 20, 30 people sleeping in our house, which was horrible. But it was also fun. You look back and we also had the maybe we'll tell the story later about the goat. Oh god. The promoting goat. The promoting goat. <laughs> that that would have been awesome. And we also had the did we had a, our DMX incident. You don't remember that? That one I don't remember. What are you talking about, dude? When we had our own soundtrack to uh, to go to a fight? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. DMX had just come out, and we we thought it was a good idea to hype ourselves up and blast DMX on the way to uh, uh, uh like the worst the worst rumble. Uh, yeah. And it was the worst rumble of all time. It was nothing happened, but it was fun, dude. We, you know, and and again, and, and the the epicenter of all of that was was music, you know, and that that's that's why, you know, the first podcast in this in this particular episode was fun, just because researching and looking and and talking to Gilbert and his playlist. It's the it, dude. It was our it was our childhood. So. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, no, I'm just saying we're we're about to cut into break in three minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just you know, you, after Gainesville, when Carlos came back, you stayed up there for a while too, and I, you started DJing in, in Orlando as well, right? Yeah, so I went. I went to. I went. I ended up going to school at Full Sail. And uh, and DJed up there for a little while, and I came back home, back, back to Miami for a little bit, and was DJing at at like Liquid and all these spots, you know, uh, down here. But then I, you know, I really wanted to get and uh, and and like start going to full sale, so I ended up doing that and DJing up there for a little while before, you know, finally moving back down to Miami again. So, um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool. You know, you get a little bit a different. You know, everything's different. Obviously, Miami South Beach at that time was crazy. Um, it was at the peak of South Beach when, you know, when I got, when I got back and Brent was a big part of that, uh, DJ DVJ. Um, and it was cool. It was cool to be part of that scene. It was crazy, you know, and I mean, and the DJs in Miami were, uh, were incredible. Like I remember going to flat, uh, fat black pussycats and, and hearing Mark Leventhal, who rest in peace, he passed away a few years back. And he was the first one, like would, would play the original samples and then, play the biggie song right after you know what i mean so like you know um it was incredible 
and the, the, that time in, in, in nightlife in South Beach was unmatched, really. Right. And that's, that's, are we ready to ask time, Carlos? Well, no, we're, we're gonna take our, we're gonna take our first break. So just stay with that thought, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, with me is Eric, our co-host, and then Gilbert, our very special guest, um, DJ G Funk, who was kind enough to provide us with the playlist for this episode. Um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, Gilbert grew up in Miami. Um, and, and our paths to hip hop were a little bit different, you know, me growing up in New York and, uh, Gilbert growing up in Miami, you know, our, <clears throat> we had a different channel, uh, you know, to the hip hop era. So, you know, I, I wanted Gilbert to elaborate on what it was like growing up in Miami during, uh, during, uh, the eighties and nineties, listen, listening to, uh, to hip hop. Yeah. So, in, you know, growing up in Miami, it was a little bit different, obviously that, that, than you in New York, you were. You know, uh, we had access to all these all these songs early on. You know, we had to wait till they kind of trickled down to Miami. Um, you know, and we would we would get some, like I said, some early stuff um, in like kind of like electro hip hop, which was like Planet Rock and looking for the looking for the perfect beat uh, by um, Africa Bambada and like Jam on it from like Nucleus. So, so um, AJ's and then, play, AJ's playlist. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> And then, um, and then, you know, uh, I remember Houdini, you know, friends being played a lot on the radio, um, you know, and then, and then every, yeah. Oh, and lines. That was another yeah. classic. Yeah. That's another, uh, another one. A Miami uh, anthem. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Miami anthem. Um, and then, um, we and then, you know, guys rapped about it. <laughs> for sure. We lived it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then Beastie Boys really changed everything too. You know, um, you know, the first couple ones were like, you know, had some rock influence with Fight for Your Right and um, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, but Paul Revere really changed the game. It was, it was crazy. The 808s and the sample, the you know, the sample drum backward or the snare backwards, um, and that that I remember that tape, License to Hill, was incredible. Like that was that was nuts. But other than that, we didn't get a lot of stuff down here. Um, you know, and then and then uh, and then two live crew exploded down here, and that was that was uh, that was incredible, a game changer. And it was like, you know, um, it was Miami's own sound. Um, it was something you had to listen to when your parents weren't around because it was dirty as shit. It was the, the one cool kid in school that had access to it. Either that or his parents didn't care what he listened to. Yeah, that that was. <laughs> we bring that tape to school, and everybody's like, "Oh my god." So what was cool, it was like, I guess this was like fifth grade, right? Like 85? Yeah. Would it be 85 or 84? And personally, I remember this is like when I started like kind of building my own musical identity, like breaking away from the classic rock or classic station that my mother listened to or something like that. And now I had like my own music, like Beastie Boys was mine. Yeah. You know, Run DMC was mine. Like this is my own. I chose to listen to it. So that was kind of a cool thing too. And especially to like crew, because that was a Miami thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Sure and, like and, you know, and there's there's so many of this, uh, you know, so many of these these groups, these hip hop groups, how relevant they still are today. I mean, because you had Eminem on Berserk that sampled, you know, uh, the Beastie Boys, and then, you know, what people don't realize is how important Two Life Crew was, you know, just in, in the world of music. As much as you don't hear about it, but the reason there's an advisory uh, stamp on albums 
you know, was because of the whole fiasco with uh, Two Life Crew, Janet Reno, Tipper Gore. And, you know, that really put Miami hip hop on the map. And yeah, the USA. Yeah, yeah that, that, that blew them up more than anything. Because, I mean, they were, for, for the most part, kind of a local thing. I, I think I, I think I remember seeing, well, the first time I, I remember seeing like a Two Life Crew song on, on like Young TV Raps was crazy. And it was like, come on, babe. And they were like all wearing, all wearing like UM gear. And yeah. you're like, oh, these people are from Miami. Like, this is crazy, you know? <laughs> uh, and and that was that was cool and and you know and young t raps like that changed everything because like you know it 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 now i started learning about people like de la de la soul and the tribe called quest like i remember on a tribe called quest like though that there's certain like albums that changed for me personally you know what i'm saying like beastie boys like to was one uh the first uh, tribe called quest album like hearing them was was like i don't know it was out of control like i is there's nothing like I hadn't ever heard anything before, you know. Um, but but that's what Joe Yo, 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 Theory Raps did. I, I, like what's even crazier is like you you start learning about uh, like uh, the West Coast hip hop. So like Ice Ice T, and the first time you hear well, NWP. Well, was it Ice T, a New York guy that went to? Yeah, yeah but you know, he went to, you know why he went to LA to star in the movie Breaking. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> In the club and reckless. Yeah, yeah reckless, at the time. You know, reckless was and, and that, so, that that song was crazy. And but I mean, but think about colors like that song. Colors like I mean, oh, we, yes. what oh the hell? Do I'm a nightmare so walking, psychopath stalking. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Carlos. No, I was trying to rap. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but that was that was the scary time in Miami, right? Because all of a sudden everybody wanted to be in a gang. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like I guess middle school for us. And, and all these gangster movies became popular. Yeah. You know, you you had like what was that, like eighty eight, eighty nine, and it was like, oh my god, why why is everybody gonna be a gang right now? Yeah, but but you know what? <laughs> but but all those movies gave us some of the best soundtracks ever, like New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Colors. You know, so but that the, the cool part about Miami was because, like Gilbert said, you know, like. Miami hadn't really found its identity yet as far as hip hop. So you'd get to listen to West Coast and East Coast. And, you know, there was no, you know, because you didn't hear a lot of that West Coast shit in, in, in New York. You know, it was, you know, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, um, Cool Mo D, Big Daddy Kane. Like that. that's what everybody listened to. And, you know, it, that's that's what made Miami cool. And then Miami... You know, when they when that booty music sound came in, you know, then Miami and Atlanta, then they had their own sound, you know, and then that that's that's what the cool part about the hip hop history about Miami is, you know. So Gilbert's right. A lot of kids grew up like him where and like you, Eric, that they took, you know, music from all these cities and then, you know, watched it develop in its own special way. Yeah, I, I think for for us growing up, like you know, um, at least for me growing up, like a lot of these a lot of these kids that were like coming from parents that are are from the United States, like they probably listened growing up uh, to James Brown and to Isaac Hayes yeah. and all that stuff. I we didn't we didn't grow up with that. I listened to you know what my parents listened to was just like my mom was a huge disco you know fan and and salsa merengue. So like you know like when. When when some people that that grew up on James Brown and Isaac Hayes, they 
hear, you know, a common song and they, they hear the Isaac Hayes sample, they're like, oh my God, that reminds me of, you know, of my childhood. For me, it's like, all right, where the hell did they sample that from? Because I never, you know, yeah. I, I never grew up listening to that stuff. So I had to kind of reverse engineer to see where a lot of these songs came from originally, you know? Yeah. That was, that's, that was the cool part about doing the first episode and then marrying it with this episode was because, like you said, I, I grew up a little bit different where, you know, being a Puerto Rican in New York, a lot of that music influenced hip hop. So, you know, I listen to hip hop songs and I hear a lot of the old Latin jazz and then, you know, you know, some of the some of the music that came out of New York where Miami, like you're right, it was totally different. It was you had to you went in reverse. You know, because you yep. culturally you heard a totally different sound growing up. And then, you know, rock was always huge in, in, in South Florida. So Eric grew up listening to, you know, classic rock. So that that's, you know, Miami is a really, really cool city when it comes to to music because it, it, it takes from so many different places. And it's such a transient city where you have so many people from, you know, different parts of the world and different uh, states in the country come in and then it, it blends into this, you know, this, sorry to sound so cheesy, but a rainbow of music, you know, and, and it makes it cool. And then it made when, you know, people like DJ Laz and Two Life Crew and Trick Daddy and Trina, when they started coming out with all their shit, it made it that much more special because it didn't sound like anything else. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that's Miami's Miami has a cool, really cool scene. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, not, not, not some bias or anything, but I think Miami has the best DJs in the world because. No, there's a lot of talent in Miami. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because we do grow up listening to a bunch of different stuff, so it's not it's not wrong or it's not uncommon to hear you know us play a Kanye West song, which I you know, uh, and then mix it with Se La Cruz. You know what I mean? It's like that's not that's not uncommon for us because we grew up listening to both of it. You know what I mean? So um, you know yeah. uh, you know like it's funny like like you hear sometimes like like. Uh, people will listen to a DJ that's not from Miami or, or in, in general, they'll listen to DJ and, and, and they'll see, they'll, they'll open up and see, uh, you know, when they start throwing classics, you know, where it's disco, whatever. And they're like, wow, this guy, I like, and people, the DJs in Miami, that's kind of just a regular night, you know, you kind of run through the gamut of everything, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so yeah. Well, like, so this is how cool Miami is. So, you know, you had, you had, uh, the freestyle scene, you know, blow up in New York. And then you, I moved down to Miami and it's popular in Miami, you know? Yeah. And, and that, and then when I remember, I'll never forget. Cause you know, Eric, Eric made the, the comment about two life crew being a dirty little secret. That's like our generation's Richard Pryor album. Like you heard it, you know, you giggled, you're like, Oh shit. What did he really say? Like just the intro to fuck shop. You're like, what the fuck? And then, but how old are you, Carlos? Uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor? I'm sorry, the only memory I have of Richard Pryor is the toy. Maybe Ed Murphy. No, no, well, that's the, Richard, you remember listening to Richard Pryor? No, albums? no, my old man, my old man was a huge oh, Richard Pryor fan. Jesus. So, no, but you know, but but to them, that was their dirty album that they would listen to, you know. So, um. 
it was it was really cool when I came down here and you know I would listen to Two Life Crew like didn't sound like anything I grew up with, you know, because you have people like Tribe who a lot of the influence in the music is jazz, you know, they have that that jazz hop during that period and you know it was mellow like you know De La Soul they had that mellow sound and then you go down to Miami and you just hear bass you know and and it was brand new to me and it was it was weird at first but you know then you listen to I mean even now like you know people like Pitbull that mix in Spanish music with with their beats and then you know I I don't disagree with you know what Gilbert saying some of the best DJs on the planet come from Miami and look at the dance scene in Miami. And, you know, you have so many musicians there. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's not that bold of a statement for Gilbert to say that, you know, some of the best producers and DJs, you know, are inspired there or come from there or, or, you know, get a lot of the, a lot of what they do from the, the multicultural sounds that are there. Take suck, that Eric. Suck it, Eric. <laughs> he I just thought it was a really bold comment. It, I mean, let him hang, Gilbert. Let him hang, son. Yeah, just sometimes you got to put your dick on the table, bro. But, oh. <laughs> but no, it's you know, and it, realistically, you know, we're talking about with us. It's it's three decades of of watching music evolve. You know, between us three as friends. You know, yeah. you know, one of the, one of the coolest moments in my life I, I experienced with you guys. Well, partially experienced with you guys because you guys disappeared was, you know, I grew up a Beastie Boys fanatic and we got to see the Beastie Boys in 93, 94, 94, 94. Well, you guys got to see them. I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, like, dude, that, that was that, you know, that that's still as far as from from my personal concert history, one of the greatest moments in my life was I got to see, you know, one of my, you know, one of my biggest inspirations, and, and you know, or or just the soundtrack to my childhood live. You know that that was that was a that was uh, an awesome moment. That was, I think, honestly, that Lollapalooza was a big show for all of us, especially with Gilbert, like because the closing act was um, who was it, the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Which at the time I think they might have been Gilbert's second favorite band behind Nirvana, who was originally supposed to um, like headline that show. I, so, so I know that was a very big show for all of us. I know. Are you? I was waiting for you to pull your move and say that you got to see Nirvana and Gilbert did it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I invited him. I invited him and he said no. Yeah. I was working. Yeah, man. At Fever, I was. I was being responsible. <laughs> you were that guy. You were. Yeah, and you would always go with your little tie, and you look so professional. And man, what a show you missed! What was that? Is that what was? Is that? Did you work at the the shopping center where Site A was? No, no, no. On, on 8th Street and 67th, right? 57th and Northwest 7th Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, but you know what? Like, I, like looking back on it, I was like, I was like, you know what? I can't go, but I'm gonna see them in a few months anyway. And then All right, leave know, it, leave it there, that. leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is like when we were turning 19, 19. Yeah. We, we were like productive members of society, and we had to be responsible. <laughs> like, yeah, you should have just gone seriously. Mm -hmm. No, but you know when you got you when you say that we got to watch music evolve, 
let us never forget that one station, the box. Was it the box? Yeah, the, the, the shit that ran up your... Call in because if it wasn't for that, we would never, we would have never seen the later Goop uh, videos. That's true. That were oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, okay. well... The, so thank you, Box, if you're still around. Well, the, yeah. shi- the shitty part about the Box was that you would have to wait and pray that somebody ordered the song you wanted to hear. Yeah. Because, but you had your VCR ready to record. That's true. The song came on. Because <laughs> those videos were excellent material. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. No, that's all right. Well, what's funny is, so, you know, like the, the site that we use uh, offers analytics. So I was thinking about it when you guys were talking is, I wonder what our lone listener in Ireland is thinking right now. Like, who the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> but, you know, now he'll know, you know, that at least he'll pick up Eric's little jerking off message here about yeah. the video. Wow. <laughs> I'm about it. I, I kind of just tossed it up, like... Let people interpret it how they will. <laughs> That's a beauty of music. Carlos. <laughs> Fuck subtlety, man. This is this is this podcast is for us to say whatever the hell we want. But um, so yeah, I, you know, going back to the original material was uh, Gilbert. You want to you want to talk a little bit more about the playlist and, and what your process was and what you were thinking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of those, it's, it was, again, taking some of your, um, some of the songs from your, uh, from your dad's tributes, uh, playlist and just incorporating it. Um, and, uh, and then some of it, just some cool samples that I, that I've always kind of dug and, um, and just played along with that. And, uh, yeah, just kind of showcasing everything. Like I, I remember like, uh, you know, especially with, with, with Timbaland, with all that Missy stuff, I, I, it was so futuristic sounding that I never thought that it came from a sample for some reason. Hmm. And then when I started kind of learning about all this other stuff, I'm like, Holy shit, there's a song called can't stand the yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then the, the, the ready or not, like, you know, the beginning where it samples the Missy or Missy, uh, socket to me samples the beginning. And then the ready or not is the chorus from the Fuji's ready or not. And you're yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? Um, so it was cool. It was just highlighting, you know, seeing wh- where some of these, some of that music came from, and you know. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you said that because that was actually the comment that Eric made in the first podcast was, he's yeah, like, shit. Yourself, right? Yeah, it, it's like it's you get to listen to, uh, you know, the same song three different ways or two different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it that was, you know, one of the messages that I got after the first podcast was. That and and I didn't see it that way. I saw it more, you know, two friends talking, you know, talking smack. But uh, how people actually felt that it was an education in music, and and you know, it was different for me because as a kid, before you know, before I really knew what music was, that's all I would hear in my dad's Cadillac with his eight-track player. You know, that there was this like the Delphonics and Marvin Gaye and Al Green and, and the Spinners. So that's what I grew up listening to, you know, and so later on, you know, when I started understanding music and listening to hip hop, I'm like, oh, shit, that's this song or, oh, my God, that's this song. So it's kind of cool to hear the perspective from the other side where, you know, it's new to other people. And so it brings a lot of those songs back. That That's the cool thing about music. It keeps on 
living because it inspired others to to create a new sound and still paying homage to you know a lot of these older musicians. And I kind of like um, I I went to Gilbert's house the other day and he's really I, I, I guess you'd say experimenting with like beats and different things. He's throwing in a lot of these old songs, not necessarily um, with their their younger co- co- counterparts, but he'll be playing one song and then he'll throw something from the like eighties and it, and you don't see it coming, but it sounds so good. And then you know you you go back to that time and it's like and and, and this is Gilbert saying that that's what he wants. He wants somebody to tell me like. Wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, but that, like, those are your words, which I good. like because you you found this new life in DJ. And you've been doing it for a long time, and and that day when we hung out, like you, it was weird. It was like you were doing it for the first time again. Like, there was there was love there. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and and you sent me a lot of the other other things you do too. Um, I think you post post them on on on, a, on SoundCloud or something like, or you have a DJ site that you you have. So yeah, if that, people want to listen to other stuff that he does, man, it's really cool. And, and you're going to hear stuff from, from these, these conversations that we're having. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you guys go to um, SoundCloud um, and it's at DJ G-Funk MIA, uh, matter of fact, all my socials, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that stuff is uh, at DJ G-Funk MIA. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, growing up, I think another thing growing up in Miami, we talked about a bit of, little bit of it is, you grew up loving all this kind of music and me personally, like, you know, I, I grew up listening to hip hop, like early hip hop, but then, you know, I started skating and we got into punk rock and it's so I, you know, I, and, you know, punk rock and, and, and hip hop have a lot of roots together, especially in the, in the, in the early seventies and eighties um, in New York city, downtown, like, you know, by the way, clubs would play hip hop. By the way, I mean? Gilbert, so, that, that's a yeah. great segue into our next episode. But I'll discuss oh, that later. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and so you know, gr- growing with these two and that, and me, you know, growing having both these worlds and loving both these worlds, there's there's still two of my favorite, you know, genres of music, um, you know, and really shaped the way I am as a DJ, you know. But also listening to freestyle music, you know, on the radio, listening to DJ Laz, who's, I mean, that dude is incredible. Um, turntables. What you know, like. <laughs> he, he was the, the master of the three turntables yeah. and learning from him, yeah learning from him how to cut in and out of records like you know you talk about how I, was, how I was playing you know 34 songs in 30 minutes like when he used to spin booty it was like he just gets the chorus boom got a lot of booty and then mm-hmm. off to the next one and he was just hitting you like with song after song and you, you know that's you know you you know he's he definitely shaped how a lot of the DJs down here are you know Hold on, Eric, before you go on. So we're we could do one of two things. Because we're about to we're about to come up on an hour. You guys want to keep this going? Yeah, because we could always talk about I mean I think yeah. I, I I I mean the first stuff was funny, well, but I think we're kind of getting to the to the, the meat and bones. Yeah. All right. So then we'll do this. Uh Eric, hold on to your thought. We're gonna take another quick break and then uh we'll come back uh with with more DJ G Funk and Eric, my A sauce. My A1 sauce to my A1. meat. My A1 to my meat. Uh, but yeah, just give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, we're running into overtime. This is a fun one. Uh, <clears throat> before we start, uh, I I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, probably the person that's been waiting for this this episode 
more than anybody um, is my buddy chef Aaron Arditi, um, who Diddy. Diddy, who's super talented chef, super talented chef, uh, who started a, actually a delivery business. Um, check him out at RDT underscore Kitchen uh, on Instagram. Uh, if you're in Miami, uh, it, you know. I love the kid. I've been in the food industry for a long time and then definitely one of the most talented people that I know. All right. So we're back and, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking off of uh, what uh, Gilbert was talking about. Uh, I know Eric wanted to bring up uh, a question about booty music in Miami. The booty face. <laughs> and I'm talking more the later, not the early, like two life crew, but when, when kind of Luke just broke off and started doing his thing, kind of that MC thing. Is that still, would you still consider that like hip hop or rap or was it just like its own thing? I mean, you it's, know, cause it's, that's when we had the pack jams down here and all that other stuff. And it was, it was that sound. Yeah, it was definitely on its own, but I mean, it, it is considered rap, but I mean, it, if, if you think about it, how these days, like, you know, people are talking about mumble rappers or something like that. So they thought they, you know, like people that are, you know, hip hop heads probably didn't think that, you know, Luke was, you know, rock him or anything like that, you know, but, but I mean, it was, it was never meant to be that way. It was, there were party meant to be a party rocking thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And well, another... I always called it the square dancing, the, the square dancing, like, because okay. you would get directions, like, uh, <laughs> like you get the, and it was just like square dancing. And, and, and the, everyone loves square dancing. And, and the most and exhausting dancing of all time. <laughs> it's, hey, I, do you remember that in, in, in junior high they make they uh, they would teach square dancing in, in junior high? Oh no, I I, I I I the last time I did it was in elementary. No, in junior high, West, West Miami school, really? West Miami Middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that kind of threw film on your back. You you know what never yeah, happened? You I know what? I'll never forget that. You know what never happened? You know what never happened? What never what never happened in New York was yeah. square dancing. Yeah. Square dancing was cool, man. It was fun. It was like do si do around your partner, and I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, it's right. like, tell me what to do, man. I yeah. can do that. I can follow these rules. Right. Hold, on, hold, hold on to that story. <laughs> hold on to that story in case we ever do a country episode. Yeah, highly unlikely. Probably, right. probably better than playing tetherball or something. You know? Yeah, that's true. Whoa, hey, hey, tetherball was fun too, man. <laughs> you guys are destroying my childhood here, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Well, you know, actually, it's you know that you brought up the fact about you know the older, older uh, booty bass sound. Gilbert, uh, you remember when we had Uncle Al in Gainesville? Oh yeah, that guy saved my life. We had a uh, <laughs> so that uh, that's why I was working as a bouncer in Brick City, and that we went. That was a I had worked like twenty one hours straight. Um, I was bouncing a, a, a philanthropy, like a frat and sorority mixer. Immediately right after that was a rave that AJ had. And then early that morning, we had a, a like a hip hop festival. And uh, Uncle Al showed up with a bunch of uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. And he just came, he goes, hey man, he goes, you hungry? You've been, you know, you've been here since last night. I'm like, yeah, here man. And he, coolest guy in the world. Rest in peace to a Miami legend. RP, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, legend. yeah, I mean, that's one of the nicest was people. It the I egg burrito? What? Uh, was it the egg burrito that they have at McDonald's? Because those are delicious. No, this <laughs> This was 1995, bro. This was. <laughs> so it was, a, or, it was no, a no, 19, sorry, 90, 96, 97. 
But uh, no, man, it, it, it's that hands down one of the most exhausting things to dance to. But there's nothing that lights up a club like booty music. It's I mean that's to Gilbert's point that that's that's a party starter. Well, you always have the lambada too. The, for, the forbidden dance. That was kind of like the Brazilian booty dance. So we went from for our age. So we went from dirty well, dance. I was because it was during the same period, right? So booty dance, you know, that was in middle school. Dances were like, oh my god, there's a girl running up against me. Like, that's the <laughs> She's dancing like this is okay. No. But then at that same time, we had. The forbidden dance. Well, that I was what well, the transition I was going to make is we went from Dirty Dancing one to Dirty Dancing two Havana Nights. Yeah. Havana Nights. Which yeah, yeah there was, which there Lombada was has nothing. Lombada has nothing to do with Havana. What? Oh. Yeah. No, I, I was sorry. I was just like Lombada, dude. Because <laughs> there was two movies about the Lombada. Yeah, there was. All right, but, but I don't think one that, of them starred Melora Harding from The Office, right. Gilbert. Just in case you want to watch it when she was younger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the other one was a girl that came from the jungle, the Amazon, to save the world. Only and the, she got involved in trafficking, but then she won a contest and she saved the rainforest. Um, <laughs> I right. swear to God, like, solid, solid plot. Yeah, like, you know and. Definitely the way that we discuss a hip hop podcast is through Lombada, the forbidden dance. <laughs> sure. But that, that was a real influence. Was... Like, no, hey, thank you, booty music, because <laughs> that was, you know, it was it was a good time in middle school, man, and high school. It got it, it got us through a lot of good dances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, and it's it's still I mean, you know, play something like that play something like that now, it'll still get the club the club jumping, man. You know, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely see like a 40, 50 year old woman. Like, <laughs> up and down. I swear to God, you drop some music right now, and they, they'll lose their minds. Yeah. And it, it, and it gets nasty. This could be your grandmother. And she's just like, oh, God. You're like, so, I can stop with it. So, so You're the, the, me. the last podcast, uh, Eric was convinced that his grandmother was part of the original uh, uh, Rocksteady crew. But now his grandmother is a booty dancer throwing down in a club in Miami. She's, she's, she's a look dancer. She's a look dancer. Yeah, but dude, look, if I mean, could you think? I mean, aside from uh, from uh, Gloria Stefan and Pitbull, another huge Miami icon. No, dude, he bled, bled over into into sports culture. You don't talk about the Hurricanes without talking about Luke. I mean, yep. sh- shit. He was a big part of the documentary on the Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. But Saigon and- kick. <laughs> Saigon kick. <laughs> <laughs> and that one dude who did a compete la Hey, you remember listen. that song? That guy I- actually sang at one of our friends' birthday. Like he <laughs> came over and he just started. Singing. It was the weirdest thing. We're hanging out for his birthday because we have a a, a mutual friend, uh, Sergio. That he was like a big, like in rock bands in the 80s, and he's good friends with the guy. He's actually one of the backup singers in that song. So he brought him over for our friend Jay's birthday. And oh we're God. all there. It's just a regular party get together. And this guy shows up and sets up, and all of a sudden starts singing that song. And you're like, what's happening right now? And then as soon as he hits that chorus, everyone's like, 
Oh my God, it's affected Bacalao. It awesome. <laughs> Esa loca. Listen, hey, I will not take the disrespect. You cannot name Miami without naming John Cicada and Martica. So. Oh, sorry, you're right. Wait, Martica's Miami? <laughs> why did you why did you say my why did you say Miami like that? Martica step by step, heart to heart, famous from Kids Incorporated. That also included one one uh one what was her name? The other person from that other black eyed piece. She was also on that show, Fergie, Kids Incorporated. Look it up, son. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Fergie was yeah. in Kids Incorporated. She was the youngest girl. Martika was the older girl. And then there was the middle sister. And but Martika, step-by-step, toy soldiers, man. I told you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Won't you come and hey, play with me? That's such a great song. <laughs> wow, I didn't know she was Miami, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I might. I mean, I know she's Cuban for sure. So maybe I'm. I mean, I just maybe when I was a kid, I just assumed that every Cuban was from Miami. Know, but so. let, 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 you know what the cool thing? too, man. Well, let's look it up. What a voice that John Cicada had. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go there, should we just go? Where do you go, my lovely? Oh my gosh! I wanna know. That was a great song too. Uh, Martin, are you Googling? Is Martika from Miami? I'm I'm about to break your heart, bro. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's good to be true, bro. It's she, she uh, look, the first thing that says uh her, her she was actually she's <laughs> her name her name on Kids Incorporated was Gloria. Yeah. Yeah, but uh Gilbert, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. She is from California. Ah! But Carlos, you know who else was in Kids Incorporated? Who? The cool kid from Monster Squad. Oh, so, I mean. <laughs> Let I me mean. tell you, that show Kids Incorporated produced many a stars. Actually, Gilbert, her older sister, too, was, I think, Fergie was in another band. They were called Wild Things, I think. I don't know if you remember that. No. So Fergie was in a, it was three girls, and the other girl was the girl who played her sister on Kids Incorporated. Oh my God, I'm full of useless information. Yeah, you are. Man, I'm, I should have applied it to something else, guys. Yeah, but, uh, well, that, that's why we that's why we, that? why we started the, that's why we started this podcast. Oh boy. What were you saying, Gilbert? You're reeling from Martika not being from Miami. Yeah, you're so <laughs> hard. You set she, me up for that one, Gilbert. You broke my heart with that. Well, I knew she was Cuban, though. I got that part right. She's definitely Cuban. Jesus. She's no, Cubans went other places besides Miami. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Went to Chicago, like it's crazy. She must have lived. <laughs> I mean, at some point, at some point in her life, she must have lived in Miami. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, let let's let's uh let's stick with that one. Listen, Even though I haven't seen the word Miami in any of her Wikipedia page. And how do I how do I? Wikipedia has a slant. What's up? Wikipedia has a slant. You, you can't believe everything that's on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can we at least take one thing from this? I think I'm gonna start saying Miami now. Yeah, that was instead yeah. of Miami. Miami. I don't know what Miami? Kind of came out like that. Miami. Miami. Oh man. I was trying to incorporate moist into one of our conversations, but oh, I haven't yeah. been able to figure out the Here. right the right part trying to bring it up. Yeah. Well, you just did. Yeah. So. Eric, you feel you feel the need to defend the word moist again? Nope. No, nope. we you know, I think we cleared it. All you right. know, and, and I think it's acceptable now. It is. 
It's so. definitely accepted. So what one thing Eric and I did want to bring back the word fresh. Yes. <laughs> so like that's why it's in uh like in a lot of the things that I posted about the podcast, like I kept on writing keeping it keep it fresh. So Eric and well, I kind of stumbled about, uh, upon it accidentally. Yeah. And we were just talking, oh, and, and it just came out like, oh, that's fresh. Yeah. And and it's like, why didn't we ever stop using fresh? Yeah. I mean, what's, more, what's more? That's fresh. Yeah. What's more? It hip- just sounds good. At, and it could be fresh food. You know, it could be fresh clothes. <laughs> or Gilbert, as I told you earlier, now how the kids are saying sneakers, they're clean. But yes. can you say they're fresh and clean? Oh my god. Or, or why say fresh? Oh my god. Why say what fresh? Did I just start? Why, why say fresh and clean when you could just say fresh? That keeps it clean. Fresh. But yeah, so yeah, so uh no, me, but I do like the artwork that you've done with that. Like it's really cool. I love the whole um you know the produce and and, and yeah. uh because it goes along with the that that people they got yeah. you know? Well but that was and your the the produce big here in Miami because we've always had kind of these superstores like the Fancy Fried, um, La Laguita, Fancy Tantry Fried, Jesus Christ. Did you, wait, did you but say? I do did, remember, uh, yeah, I said something. You wrong. said Panty Fried? Um, okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's that's a few in Miami. Miami. But you know when we when we when I grew up in the beach and we didn't really have like by where we lived and I, I do remember my grandmother going to the bodega. And it's crazy because it's just like a mini Publix, you know. And I think those are that. It's, it, it's so weird. It's it's weird to shop like that because we're used to just going to that huge super center that has everything. And here's your little mini store, and whatever they have, that's what you gotta buy. Well, <laughs> you don't have that awesome selection. No, it's, you know, like, it's like the Tesco's in, in like in London and stuff. Like the, in UK, they're like I, I didn't see while I was there. I, I didn't see any. Uh, any big shopping centers, but they had these little grocery stores. It was like bodegas. Yeah, no, you got to think. But big cities are limited on space, so yeah, you know. And but for you don't have you don't have bodegas in, in Miami, but you have botanicas everywhere. Yes, for, for all your spiritual needs. <laughs> for all your spiritual needs. But yeah, Gilbert, have you recovered from the Martica thing? I think I'm, I'm yeah. I'm you're, back, you're okay. You're back. All right. Well, welcome back, yeah. Gilbert. So thanks. <laughs> All right. So I wanted I wanted to tell you this earlier, but you know, the the transition that I that I loved the most on your um, on your playlist was when uh, you did the Bobby Caldwell going into the into the light, the common uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just because yeah. I remember uh, my aunt Sonia, also rest in peace, huge music fan. Um I remember listening to that song the first time was she used to have uh, you know, those eight track players that were, it was a white plastic dome that it just looked like a ball on a pedestal. And oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that I thought that that was the coolest radio in the world. And uh, I remember hearing that song for the first time on her eight track. And, you know, it was, <clears throat> I, I had always wanted it to have that, you know, later on, but unfortunately, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's no longer around, but that the moment that I heard you do that, and I love the transition because that one was really seamless, was was it reminded me of my aunt, so who was also a fan of 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 that era of music, you know, and yeah, so I mean, and she was 
she was a huge music fan too. I mean, you would go inside her house and from wall to wall, her collection of eight tracks was so much that it would be almost like our collection of pizza boxes in Gainesville. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that was, uh, that, you know, when you walked into her house, you knew you were going to listen to music. You know, there was, we didn't watch TV. She just played music. So that, that was, that was a cool, uh, throwback or it took me back to, to my childhood also. But, yeah, and I I love that one. I love the Isaac Hayes going into my mind's playing tricks on me, and yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's just it's just cool. And I, you know, I I I've mixed that that song like going into that transition. Like I don't know how many times because I sometimes I like to catch the chorus and like you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's but it's 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 fun and like you know, again, it's like me hearing that song the you know common the light and not really knowing where it came from and then years later figuring it out you know just by digging and um finding out where what the original sample was and it's it's fun man yeah yeah that no, was i it was funny too i i like the fact that you did the harlem shuffle going into jump around because oh, yeah. the moment that song starts you expect jump around and yeah. then you're like oh shit it's not that but yeah. uh <laughs> But no, no, dude, it was, it was, I, dude, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you took a playlist that meant something to me and then, you know, you, you pulled off, uh, you know, this playlist or this mix and, you know, if you're paying tribute to separate eras of, of, of music. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Guys, we're going to wrap it up in a bit. Uh, Eric, you have any more pearls of wisdom? Yes. Um, I, I actually <laughs> looked it up because it was killing me. So the band that Stacey Ferguson and Renee Sands were in, which were original members of Kids Incorporated, was called Wild Orchid. They actually started off as Energy, but then they formed Wild Orchid. Somebody has to remember them, no? No. No, no we're good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, look <laughs> right. them up. It was kind of cool. It was totally hip-hop. But, uh, I, but yeah, Gilbert, I, I, I want to give you the time that you deserve to let people know where they can find you, um, uh, what to look forward to out of DJ G funk. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that we have enough time to go over that. So, you know, let people know where they can find you. Cool. Thank you, man. Um, so yeah, like I said before, um, all my socials are at DJ G funk MIA, um, my SoundCloud, same thing. Um, I put mixes there all the time. I probably got like close to 20 and it's all different genres. I got alternative. I got whatever, whatever you want. I got, um, and so, <laughs> you just um, need a, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You open up. What do you need? What do you need? I got, yeah. um, and then, um, but I'm excited now. I got a new project coming. Um, so right before this, you know, everything with COVID hit, I was going to start a, uh, a day party called lovers rock. And it was kind of be like day party vibes, you know, um, just feel good music and and you know obviously with everything that happened uh you know i haven't been able to do it you know i uh, had a venue everything was locked down i had a first date we're going to be in april 25th and um so you know i decided that i'm going to take it to um to twitch and i'm actually do some live streams from there i haven't gone i haven't felt the need to jump on live stream you know like whatever dj's doing and jumping on live streams and stuff like that um so, you know, I took the, the time and, and decided, well, you know what, let me lo launch this Lover's Rock thing online for now and just kind of build an audience from that. Um, and then hopefully when everything's done and I can see everybody together again, you know, we'll, we'll do it for real at a, at, at a spot. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of merch. So 
Um, it, I kind of been keeping under under wraps what I want to do with the merchandise, but you know, uh, once you see it, it's going to be very recognizable and it's going to you know have a, a, a you know certain like uh, aura of a certain time back in the day. Um, so um, you know, uh, yeah, catch me on Twitch. I, I I haven't set the date on when I'm, I'm going to officially catch uh, launch it, um, but it's going to be uh, late August. Um, and um, and the same thing, uh, DJ G Funk MIA is where you're going to find me on the Twitch channel. So, um, yeah. And in the meantime, what, 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 can you just, I know you did your Instagram earlier. What, yeah. what is that? Because that, that's where you're going to post the, the launch and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, right? Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so if you can go to, to DJ G Funk MIA and to uh, Lovers Rock Party at Instagram, um, that's where you'll find updates. Um, you'll, I, I've been doing uh, dropping mixes every week leading up to it. To kind of get everybody you know in the right vibe for it um so i did like an overall kind of mix then i did uh one that focused in like on 2000s uh next one i'm doing is like a 90s vibe um so um so yeah those just check me on instagram and then and you'll know when uh when's all this all the stuff dropping so yeah. and, and and of course it'll be on our on our instagram as well and you know we'll we'll uh we'll mention it uh leading up to that um you know, I want I want to thank everybody that listened to the first episode. Uh, it was much more than I anticipated, um, and you know, the best part about doing this podcast is is sharing it with with two of my closest friends. I mean, they're beyond friends; they're family. Uh, you know, Gilbert, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy guy. You know, you have a family, um, and plus, you know, you have a slew of things going on. And, uh, but again, you know, you're my brother. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Eric, you know, uh, you're Eric. And what can you say that? It already hasn't been said about me. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Good luck. All right, guys. Thanks again, Gilbert. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I love you guys, man. Uh, congratulations on the, on, on the podcast. Uh, I can't wait to look forward to what else you guys are going to bring. Uh, whenever you whenever you need a mix, let me know. Yeah, but well, we we already announced you as our resident DJ in the last podcast. But I know, yeah. And I, but I forgot to mention. Thank you for bringing it up. So we're actually going to take a, a a shift. You know, we did the first two uh, first two episodes where it's you know old school music that led up to to a lot of the songs that you know today in the hip hop uh, world. And I mean for. Any old school punk rocker, uh, that that's that's the next episode coming up. So, yes. you know that that I know Gilbert's excited about that one. Eric's excited about that one. Uh, but uh, Eric, Actually, I, I, I'm more excited about like yeah, I love the old school punk, but I I want that '90s era punk. Well, that, that'll be a different kind podcast. Of like what, what we fell into, like the yeah. ones that we got to experience, the one we got to. Yeah, but we'll do 80s first, and then in the later podcast, we'll do the 91. Uh, but once again, gentlemen, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening. Eric, do your thing. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, take care.